Okay, you start. Okay. Finding true love in Hollywood has never been easy. Hollywood? Okay, well, the, the valley, but still, you get my point. And if you're no longer a young Hollywood starlet, it's almost impossible. But you were a knockout. I were, huh? Yeah. The problem is getting rid of the body. Gosh, isn't it always? Even for one of the most beautiful women in the world. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. You're Marion Hartley. I know you. You're terrific. Am I coming in? No, I, I don't think so, Ernie. It's Eric. Neither one of you is coming in. Even if she has lots of movie star friends. Uh, she was nominated for an Oscar in 1986. Oh, I was born in 1997. Oh, of course you were. I think he's stalking me. I had a stalker once. Really? How'd you get rid of her? <laughs> her? I never had a stalker. Would you like mine? And me, I, uh, well, the silver fox. <laughs> okay, give me one good reason why she wouldn't go out with me. She's beautiful. She's famous. Okay, She's... I said one. Let's just say I should probably stick to my voice acting. Can you do a dead-on Woody Allen? Can I, can, can I do a dead-on Woody Allen? Mm -hmm. Look, you know, for a man of my, <clears throat> my gender, mm -hmm. you know. But when it comes to my dating life, as Groucho said, I've had a perfectly wonderful evening, and this wasn't it. Who is it? Uh, swordfish. What? Uh, that's the password, swordfish. No, it, it's, it's Jerry. I thought you said swordfish. Yeah, I, I, I did. Well, why did you say swordfish? Well, it's the Marx Brothers. <laughs> well, some people think they're funny. Well, I... uh, could I get some help over here? But you know what? It can still happen. Hello. Oh, hello. Uh, welcome to You Bet Your Boy. If the stars align just right. Hi. Hi. A tall Shiksa Hollywood icon might just fall for a short Jewish leprechaun who does voices. What is on chemo? It's monkfish liver. Monkfish liver? You know, the monkfish lives a monastic life, searching in vain for his lost liver. Take it from me. Hi. Get in here. And me. This is our story. Our almost completely true story. What was the name of the little guy of long? Black coat. Myron. Myron? Morgan. Morgan Earp. Oh, boy. If it had been Myron Earp or gunfight at the Oive Corral, that, you <laughs> Stop. know, doesn't play the same. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Richard Skipper Celebrates. For those of you who are here for the first time, welcome. My show is all about celebrating, celebrating life, celebrating art, celebrating artists. And boy, do I have two great artists today. One of them is right here, and that's Jerry. Uh, so how are you, Jerry? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. Did you want Mariette on this too? I'd love to have both of you if she's available. Yeah, let me see if she's available. Hey, Hartley. Come on, heifer. <laughs> let her make an entrance. I love that. Exactly. Boy, are, you're way ahead of me. So how are you? Well, I'm okay. Uh, it's getting really exciting. Um, uh, <laughs> there's so much to do, and who knew? You know, as an actor, you you learn your lines and hit your marks and say them. And this thing has been very, very what? If you're lucky, uh, an off-camera voice says, "If you're lucky, yeah." 
um, if you know your words. Right. If you look. Oh, I hope we all know our words today. That's uh, that's the important thing. But Jerry, I mean, uh, a film opening. I mean, first of all, I want to tell you, I absolutely love the film. Uh, I don't know when I, I told you this before we went live that I don't know when I have laughed and cried so much through a film. Uh, it it touch, touches upon so many uh, elements. Uh, dating. Uh, hello, Marianne. How are you? Oh. Hi, I'm okay. How are you? I am doing great. It's such a thrill to meet you, even virtually. Oh, oh, you, we're meeting virtually. You're better off virtually, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine when both of you started out in this business that we would uh, you'd be doing all these podcasts? How many have you done? Oh my God! Just for this. Not, not, oh, you're the first one, one, Richard. No, no, I know that's not true. Uh, because so many of my friends uh, it have uh, interviewed you, and I made a point of not watching any of them. <laughs> I want it to be fresh today. Oh, I bet you oh. you're always fresh. Uh. <laughs> well, I try. My friends would tell you I am. <laughs> you're what? My friends would tell you that I am. I think you're very fresh. <laughs> Well, oh. thank you. I appreciate you both for being here. Um, you know, as I said at the beginning of my show, my show is called Richard Skipper Celebrates. And I use Richard Skipper Celebrates because I believe there's enough distress in the world and I love to celebrate. So oh. I'm going to ask each of you, uh, in addition to this great film, who or what have you celebrated today? Today? We just got up. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good reason okay, to celebrate. That's, okay, that's, that's a good reason to celebrate right there. That's it. That's At our it. age, hey, look at that, another day. Yeah. Uh, wow. You got any other questions? No, well, he hasn't has asked us yet. He did. He, he said, said that he's going to ask us that. Well, oh. I just asked you. You could what? I'm asking you, who or what have you celebrated today besides getting up? Oh, geez. I mean... Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, well, take care. <laughs> well, this film is worth celebrating. One of the, one oh, of the wow. great things in our lives is that we talk to each other. What? You don't listen, but oh, I, I talk. Right. right. And, um, you know, we're sitting here. We've got a beautiful new white cat who just kind of looks at us while we talk. So mm -hmm. we've got that. We also have a new garden, which we're thrilled about. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and that's wonderful. Let's see, what else, honey? You're a good talker. And we have each other. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, how long have you been together? Oh, no. Two or three days? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> long enough to make the film. Yeah, we think it's 18 years, but... But if anybody asks us, when we did get married, which was approximately 18 years ago, we never remembered it. Never. I mean. The anniversary we never remember. That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so we rushed to the, to the kitchen. We open up the cabinet because we figured that people want to know the actual answer, right? And we never know it. But a friends of ours gave us a beautiful bowl that has 
that has the the date on it. We still never remember. So people ask us, and I say, we're going to the bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Marriott, I have to ask you, does he keep you laughing around the house? All the time. All the time. And it's not a it's not a lie. I I I would I I couldn't do without him. I, I mean, well, these days, absolutely I couldn't. Well, you know, the holiday seasons are uh, it's coming upon us. Uh, I hate them. I hate them. Do you you hate the holidays? <laughs> Jerry has a wonderful sister and brother-in-law. And for the last four years, four four days, they have been decorating their gorgeous house in New Jersey. And both of us look at each other and go, oh my God, how do you do that? How do you do it? I mean, it's exhausting to me. But are they they the couple or family that really goes all out and decorates? Yes, yes. I've never done that. And Jerry, Jerry, oh, you're Jewish. Right. So he never does. I knew you'd find out eventually. <laughs> you see. Well, Marriott, everybody in their life deserves and needs a Jewish leprechaun. Oh, you, <laughs> you bet. You bet. You bet. It's funny because <clears throat> I have always felt Jewish. Don't ask me why. I have no idea why. From the very beginning of my life, when I had my best friend was Jewish. Her name is Jane Yolen, and she's a wonderful children's book writer. And she and I just to sit together for hours and talk and talk and talk. And I've always felt very, very, I don't know if the word is Jewish, but. Well, that's good because I haven't felt that way. So that's good. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that. I used to host a show in New York, and my singing Which one? Which one? Uh, well, uh, I, we did a show called uh, Wednesday Night at the Iguana, which is a restaurant on 54th Street. Oh and we did a, a live show every Wednesday night, and we invited our friends that are in the business to come in and perform with us. So it was a lot of fun. But she was Jewish, and I would come in each week with a Yiddish expression. And every time I would say anything Yiddish, she would fall off the stage. <laughs> she said, coming from you, that is just so, so funny. And so I agree with you, Marriott. I feel that I'm uh, a little Jewish myself. Uh, it, it's amazing. It's just, <clears throat> they're amazing people. What they're living through now is absolutely <laughs> excruciating and ama- amazing. And they're living through it. Yes. And, um, I just love, I love the, I love the honesty and I love, oh, well, I'll start to cry. So, but, um, I'll, I'll go right along with it. So you, you perform. I'm an entertainer myself. I'm first and foremost an entertainer. I started doing this podcast because of COVID. Uh, the career, it just stopped. Everything stopped. Sure. So, am I going to sit around and do nothing all day? So I started doing this. Uh, so so far, I've done over nine hundred interviews. Oh so, wow! My God, would you teach us how to do it? Because I have a feeling that we're going to have to learn how to do something else too. This is <laughs> well, I think you both should do a podcast. I think I th- I thought that we should do a bike a boat. I would just say it. That's why we're not doing <laughs> one. <laughs> I'll teach you. I'll teach you everything you need to know. 
Wow. Uh, I'd love to. That's uh, what I, call it. Uh, I can just see the two of you. And Jerry, first of all, uh, these impressions that you do. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, you know, every, all of them. I mean, and everyone see the film and you'll see many more. A uh, lot of fun. I, and one of the funniest scenes in the film that really got me, and Lucy Arnaz is a good friend of mine, and she uh-huh. told me a story years ago. She was producing a series at CBS, mm-hmm. and she wanted Shelly Winters to... Now, this is going back. Why? Uh, she wanted Shelly Winters to play the grandmother. Oh. And, uh, when she presented this to the executives at CBS, they mm-hmm. said, have her come in and read for us. Uh, oh, they, didn't even know, they didn't even know her career. So as I was watching this incredible scene with the young actress. Oh, But those of us, if you've been around in the business a long time, if you're lucky enough to amass a resume, and of course, both of you have resumes that are as long as it is from here to New Jersey and uh, California and back again. Well, that's uh, right. Well, that's my, mine. mine. Mine, I'm still adding stuff that I didn't do. So, no. <laughs> Richard, could you do me a favor? Yes. You know, your name is up and it's blocking half your face. I'm going to move here so you can see Perfect. more. Perfect. Oh, Thank you. Good. oh, he's handsome too. Ooh, yes. <laughs> so there's a great story of a young actress who went into audition for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? And she said that she had played Virginia Woolf in that show in stock. So don't put that on your resume. Okay. I'll tell him, I'll tell him not to. I can take it off. <laughs> uh, yes. So I, I would like to hear some of your experiences um, you know, when it comes to the going in an audition and these young people that are now making the decisions have no clue as to what you've done. Or who you are. Or who you are. Yeah. I went to see a show a few weeks ago and this young actress was performing as Ella Fitzgerald. And in the show, she mentioned she used to do Memorex commercials, but I don't even know what that is. Tape. Yes, I know. That's what I she know said. what it is. That's oh. what she said. <laughs> I know what it is because I lived through it. Oh, that's right. And she used to do those, didn't she? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. At the same time. Old enough, I'm old enough to remember that, Jerry. Okay. <laughs> You're going to learn lots of things about each other today that you didn't know. Okay. Now, uh, Jerry, I asked, and you pulled two photographs off the wall. I wanted photographs of both of you as children, and I have a reason for that. Right, but Jerry, you pulled up two photographs, didn't you? I have, I have one right behind me. Go ahead. Okay. Wait a sec. You don't look for it because I already took it down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you are so clever, Jerry. Yes, I know. Oh, it's my one of my favorite pictures in, in the world. I had, um, I yeah, had, right there, that's perfect. Uh, and how old are you at this time? Um, 30. Can <laughs> <laughs> you see it? I can see it, yes. Okay. Um, I was three or four. Wow. I, I was always tall. I mean, that doesn't show you how tall I am, but 
when I was doing Shakespeare, the first Shakespearean role that I played was Oberon, and I was 12. And I was this tall when I was 12. So was I. Yeah, right. No, I was this tall when I was 12. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. He was this tall when you were 12. As tall as I am now. Yeah. So, Marion, um, as, as a young girl, I mean, when did the light go off or when did that bug, as they say, bite you that propelled you to want to pursue a career as an actress? I, I'll tell you the exact moment. My, the school that I went to was a school called Horace C. Hurlbut Junior School. And I, for some reason, heard, at that time I was about 10, I heard that they were doing a play. And I didn't know what it was, but I was excited. excited and I told my mother, we got to go, please, please, Polly. I called her Polly. She insisted on that. She hated the word mom. But anyway, um, I said, please, may I go see the, oh gosh, uh, Jack in the Box, the Jack, Jack and the, that's the one, Jerry, Jack, Jack and the Beanstalk. I was in it. That's right, not right. this particular no, production, right, but right. yeah, because, um, and I, I sat in absolute awe of these, kids who were my age performing on this gymnastic stage. It was a gym stage, right? And I thought, my God. And I turned to my mother, finally, Polly, and I said, Mommy, I have to do this. I have to do this. And you should have seen the look on her face. She passed out. It was like passing out. Oh, God, Christ, I can't believe it. Here we go again. And sorry, Polly, but that's the way you sounded. And um, it and I started that the next month, and never stopped until wow. now. This will ruin you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Um, yeah. Did you have any family members or anyone in the business? Uh, how did it begin to happen for you? Beyond that. Are you talking to me now? Yes. Yeah. I, I, oh, oh. Well, I joined a wonderful children's theater called the Silver Nutmeg Theater because Connecticut has is the, the uh, what do you call it the the things that they stand for the anyway the Silver Nutmeg was its what it stood for mm -hmm. for some reason and. Um, I joined the theater and there was a wonderful woman from Connecticut who was really a kind of a nutmeg. Um, she was, uh, she, oh God, she was, she was, she was a little cuckoo, which was kind of great. And she came from Connecticut with her two girls or two children. And they just took the, 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 uh, the town for, by storm. They just took over. They they found this house that they made into a theater. Ultimately, it was very <clears throat> it was very near my high school Staples, and we performed there all the time and in wonderful schools. And we we even toured and 
And I was 10. I mean, this was astonishing to me. Yes, but you didn't answer his question. What, what was you're, it? You're off on a tangent again. You oh, know, dear. Right. Tangents. So, so the question was, what? if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. was anyone in your family associated with oh. the performing arts? And the answer is, yes, your father was in advertising. That's oh. as close as you came. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Sorry, Richard. We, uh, no, that's what? quite all right. And Jerry, the same thing. I You had a photograph of you at a young age. I had a what? You oh, were going to show your photo. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to charge you for both of them. Then. Okay. Uh, the, it's in Venmo. Uh, go to, uh, that's it. Perfect. You haven't changed a bit. No, I know. Nor has his horse. No. <laughs> John Wayne saw that, and that's why I appeared in all his movies with him. <laughs> so I know you told me earlier that you ended up in New York going to the American Academy. Uh, what was the spark or that moment in your life where you decided, I want to pursue this? Oh, because uh, I had started working, <clears throat> and he loved red hair. And, what? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, sec second grade, um, there was this cute girl in my class. See? I knew it. And, and I came home one day, and my dad, who went to college at age 50, so how he knew about Shakespeare... I don't know. I never asked him. And he was an orphan. Yeah. And he was raised in an orphanage. So, so tell me I, how it started. Wow. I'll can I tell you later? Shut up. And um, so, Jerry, you were an orphan or your father was an orphan? My father. Okay. He wasn't an orphan, actually. His father put him in an orphanage because he felt he couldn't raise him. Okay. Um, and wow. when I asked my dad, <laughs> how, how was the, I looked up the orphanage online. I said, how was it? He said, it was terrific. And I, I looked at a picture of it and I went, oh my. It was awful. Awful. Oh, but I've been in love with his father now for ever since we met. Yeah. So uh, he pulls out this complete works of Shakespeare. And he says, hey, we're going to read this. And I said, well, what is it? He said, it's a play by an English playwright. But. Stay in character. Oh, sorry. In second grade, I was already doing Jimmy Cagney's voice. And who, who else was I doing? I don't know. He's, he's my favorite. Cagney and... Uh, <clears throat> I, I, why? Ed Sullivan? Yes, absolutely. Wow. So he opens up to Julius Caesar. And he says, you read, <clears throat> you read Aunt Antony here. So I look at it. Okay. All right. French, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. <laughs> and you know, Brutus says he was ambitious. Well, my father was laughing, and we continued, and we and we read different. And I don't, to this day, I don't know how my second grade teacher found out that I was doing this. Your father told him. <laughs> no, really, I think he I, told me that. I don't. I don't know. Oh, she asks me to do it in front of the class. And this girl who I really liked. Oh, God. You liked every girl. Oh, stop it. <laughs> so I did it in class. Everybody laughed. And I thought, wow. And we had just moved to the Jersey Shore. It was a new school for me. And when I asked the girl out to the dance, the second grade dance, she said, sure. And I thought, gee, I love show business. <laughs> and that was it. People laughed, and I loved it. 
and uh, second grade. Now, was it your meeting each other that took you to the West Coast, Jerry? No. No, what took me to the uh, West Coast was American Airlines, you see. <laughs> and um, no, I was doing, I was doing, I had done the movie of Godspell in 19, mm -hmm. uh, 1872. And after that, I got a few jobs from the movie and some plays. I did a bunch of plays that all closed before they opened some of them. And then I thought, boy, this, this is some business. And I went into commercials and I did on-camera commercials, did about, I think, 130 on-camera commercials. And after that, my agent said, you know, we can't even get you up for anything. You're overexposed. I said, oh, whoa, goodness. <laughs> so I decided to go into voiceover. And I uh, pursued that for a year, going around giving out awful tapes that I made with, you know, a sampling, uh, like a trailer. And then things started to work. And I had like 10, 15 years of solid employment doing voiceover. And then I decided this is not what I went into the business to do was voiceover. And in order to take the next step, I thought I have to move to Dujaliwul, California. So, so I moved the family out. By then I had a wife and two kids and we moved out here. And <laughs> there's a funny line in something and he's never worked since something like that. I don't know. Uh, once I moved here, but so that was, and, and w I was here for a while and then a uh, Marriott and I unbeknownst to each other, of course I know who she was because she's uh Marriott Hartley. And uh, we both got elected to the screen actors guild board of directors. I was on the board in New York. And I thought, I got a divorce. I was out here, I don't know, 10 years, 12 years, and a divorce, which happens in California. I guess it happens all over the world. But, And I was at the first meeting after the election, sitting with my pals from New York, and she walked by my our, our little desks. And as she walked by, I said, hoo-ha! <laughs> <laughs> And I was sitting with Tony Roberts, the very famous. Actor. Oh, I know Tony very well. Yes. Yeah. And Tony was sitting. I was sitting with him because I didn't know anybody from L.A. I was sitting with the New York contingent. And Tony said, what are you looking at? I said, you know who that is? He said, I do. And she's so far above you in more ways than one. So there's a similar moment in the film. Yes. yes. Yeah. Except we couldn't we couldn't hire all the actors. So we did it. We did it in my best friend's bird store. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but, but, but I mean, there's a similar moment in the film where your friend tells you yeah. that uh, she is above you. You're never, yeah. it's never going to happen. Yep. Yep. Well, she, that's yeah. why it's the almost completely true story. Yes. Yes. Well, I love that. Uh, I want to know what your process was. I mean, whose idea was it to do this film? Oh, wow. Oh, boy. Boy, we had never been asked that. Well, it gives me chills because. I don't know. We we have such a connection on every level. Um, and at the time, we weren't really working much. Oh, I remember. I know. Yeah, I, yeah, I put it. Uh, I had written a film. Take a chair. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> um, 
I wrote a film 10 years ago about senior softball. And um, Don Scardino, who directed this film, mm-hmm. I sent it to Don and he said, this is wonderful. Let's do it. I was shocked because he became a very big director and producer in New York. And I had done Godspell with him. And he has a gorgeous voice. And, and uh, yeah. this one does too. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So we started putting pieces together and had terrific meetings with Gary Marshall, with Penny Marshall, with distributors. We killed the entire Marshall family. I had Alan Arkin for the lead. <laughs> Don't say that. Sorry. That's the name of your next book. Yeah. <laughs> um, and everything was going smoothly, and then everything just kind of petered out. And I said to Harriet here, Marjorie, I said, why don't we write something? Because that was like a $4 million film. And I said, why don't we write something we can do, we can produce, and we can raise, you know, keep keep the budget really small by talking to all our famous friends who'll work for nothing, see? But we didn't really know that for sure. Well, I had a feeling. So I said, let's... That's why... That's if why I may I, interrupt you, I mean, did you put a budget together before you started reaching out, or did you reach out just on the hope that they would say yes to you? No, we wrote it first and kept it, kept the, uh, the, the money down. Uh, I mean, we, we, we shot in our, our house. We shot in my friend's bird store. Uh, <laughs> I told Lloyd, who plays my best friend and who is my best friend, I said, I walked in the bird store, and the place is just, you can't even hear yourself. <laughs> Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay. We'll put that in in post. Okay. So I walked in. I said, Lloyd, has anybody ever shot anything in here? He said, well, one time a guy came in with a gun. I said, no, 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 no. A movie, a a commercial. He said, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, what do you do about the sound? He said, I put the big squawkers in the back room and closed the door. (laughs) I said, okay, we're going to shoot here for like three days, and I'm paying you nothing. He said, okay. And they did. And he did. And he did. And he played 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 Lloyd because Lloyd is Lloyd. And um, did you film in sequence, or was it out of sequence as you were filming? Out of, out of sequence. Yeah, uh, I left all that to the people who know how to make a movie. Um, well, I'm curious to know who was your first yes. I mean, you've got so many me. incredible actors. <laughs> and boy, did I have to do favors. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even printable. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so. <laughs> my <brother's> actable. <laughs> the first thing we did was send it to Don Scardino. Now you know him, right? I I don't know him personally, but I know of his work absolutely. He's, he's a love. Oh, not only is he talented, but he is just love. a love. And brings such a spirit of warmth and creativity uh, with him. On the set, you can smell it, you can feel it, it's palpable. Uh, and you just fall in love with him, and then you fall in love with... Actually, uh, you know, now I'm thinking, Malcolm oh, yeah. was our first yes. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. What's Malcolm's last... Mc, Mc, oh, McDowell. oh, my We God. just saw McDowell. No, no. Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm from from that movie with what's his name and the girl who walks. 
I tell you, if it wasn't for IMDb, we we'd be we'd you know, be for all of us for all of us. Yeah, yeah. McDowell, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. But had the two of you written anything together before? Not together, but we we both written. Oh, I know that you have. Yeah. She not only did she write a wonderful book. Oh, which uh, uh, again, a very touching book. Yeah, Breaking yeah. the Silence. That's available right. at Amazon.com. And every time we sell a book, she gets a dollar. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but I don't tell her, see? <laughs> so, uh, uh, Jerry, uh, where are you storing all that money? Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so Malcolm, Malcolm was the first, and I thought, oh, my goodness, we have if we have Scardino and Malcolm, and people were saying, he's the cover of your DVD, Malcolm McDowell, my God. And then Malcolm went off to Italy and hurt his knee. His knee went out and we lost him. Um, but as we went along, uh, friends like uh, Peter McNichol, oh, uh, Morgan Fairchild, you know, we've we written this. It's only, it'll be, you know, a day shooting. Will, will you do it? Sure. What? Sure. And then the way we met Tess Harper was mm -hmm. heavenly. It, it, there were magical moments where we were looking for people or thinking about something, or the minute you think about something, I'm sure your life is like this. Uh, my life, it's all about serendipity. Yep. yep. Every day, every day is serendipitous. Where do you live? New York. Yeah. Not Rockland County. Rockland County. Oh. You've got to come over sometime. Oh, good. good. Yeah. <laughs> No, we'd love it. Okay. So people, everybody, everybody we asked said yes, and without reading the script. And I said, you, you should re at least read the scenes. And no, they didn't care. They didn't care. Well, I mean, I obviously did send them the script, but we were just elated. I mean, uh, Don was ebullient. Huh? How about That's that? Good. That's good. Mm -hmm. He was ebullient, but he got over it. He took some pills and he got over it. But um, yeah, uh, Pete Honorati, Bernie Capel, who lives around the corner. Well, oh, Peter's been on the show, so I've interviewed Peter. Uh, great, great actor. Yes. And, uh, yes. I love his scene in the film. Uh, Peter McNichol? Yes. Oh, uh, my God. Peter Honorati. Oh, Honorati. Honorati, yeah. too. My favorite moment in the film is. Yeah. Is when he turns around. When he turns around after she says she can't come in, and he he he's he's baffled, and he 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 turns around and looks behind him, and it's just. And I was standing outside watching the filming, and I just, I, and I I said, Don, Don, did you, did you get it? He said, Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, he, he's he's a terrific. I knew him from New York. And we were you knew him from Godsville. No, not on oh, not not on Hawaii, but no. Okay. Uh, we saw him at a restaurant. We 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 were going to hear someone sing upstairs, and he was sitting there. And I went, "Oh my God, it's Pete Honorati. I'm going to ask him if he'll." And she said, "Is he?" I said, "He is. He, he believe me, he'll knock it out of the park." I walked over to him. He's having dinner with his wife, and I said, "Oh, Pete, how'd you like to, you know?" Work for a whole day for $125. <laughs> and he said, absolutely, send me the script. And that's the way it was. And and 
Now, when did you finish compl- uh, doing the film? I mean, did it happen any time during COVID? Or was it all completed that, before COVID? That's even more synchronetic. Serendipitous. I thought it was an ice cream parlor in New York. I think it, it still is. Oh, good. good. Yeah, best chocolate fudge uh, Sundays in the world. Oh, thanks. Well, we stopped shooting. We wrapped. Yeah, yeah. that's we're right. Trying that's to right. use movie stuff. Yeah, absolutely. so people will think we're in the business. Yeah. We wrapped two days before COVID hit. Wow. Wow. You yeah. want to talk about... Oh. And so we had a Don's good friend, a guy named Matt Bennett. Oh. Uh, he said, I got, I got the editor for this. Matt Bennett, Silent Crow uh, is the name of his company. And he'll edit, his people will edit the film. Well, he, he had to lay everybody off. So Matt took the film up to his, probably somewhere near you. He's got a house up near Nyack, somewhere north there of New York. Mm-hmm. And he edited the film by himself. Wow. And when we for the, saw the first cut, we were just knocked out. It just gives me chills. And yes. again, Matt Bennett. I mean, I, I was going to say, where do these people come from? But he came from Don. And he has the same kind of demeanor. As Don, he walked in our house. We were filming here. And I got the chills. And we didn't know who he was. And he walked in the living room and I said, who are you? Are you with the caterer? (laughs) And he said, yeah, yeah. And then he introduced himself and I said, I still don't know who you are. Are you in charge of the noodles? (laughs) And uh, it was like instant, instant, uh, what's that called? Serendipity. Yeah, serendipity. Um, how um, close to the film, uh, the finished product, uh, is what you set out for it to be? Uh, did it take a life of its own as you began working on the film, or did it pretty much stay as you had originally written it? Wow, well, I, I don't know how to answer that. Yeah, it it just it it was what it was. It just it became. Let's see if I can imagine something else happening. You know, no. the the beauty part part of the beauty of digital, besides the fact that you can mortgage your house to get a film done, mm-hmm. but that's a trick thing. You got to mortgage somebody else's house. Yeah, she told me we mortgaged the neighbor's house, but he didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, now uh, I you, know. Now I know. <laughs> you know, you see it. I'm digital. You, they, they do playback, and I'm I'm watching the playback of the scenes, obviously, that I'm not in. Had I watched the scenes I was in, we'd still be shooting because, <laughs> boy, oh, boy, I don't know how you are, but when I see myself on screen, I just... I know, I know. Very difficult to watch. I tried to cover my face with my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're great looking. See? Oh, thank you, thank you. So, so as I was watching playback, and pretending I was the executive producer, uh, and I'd, I'd whisper to Don, but I wouldn't say anything. I'd just walk up to him, though. so everybody would think I knew what I was doing. And I saw the I saw the the take, you know, I saw the scene, and I was just like, oh my goodness, it it works, it works, it's working. So it was kind of all as we went along, 
being able to watch the scenes and um and and this one just knocked me out still knocks me out i mean what she's capable of 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 doing um just wonderful so watching this film it seems you know and this is the testament of a great film is that every word seems as as if it's just naturally coming out of the actor speaking these words yeah. and that's what this film is like uh every single w word in the film i mean nothing's wasted so watching the film as i'm watching it i'm wondering were any of these scenes improvised or was every word on the page oh no there were some that were simple. Uh, there was a, a few uh when we're at the the sink at the counter sink and she the sink yeah and uh she says gunfight at the okay corral what was his name that was just spur of the moment kind of thing and i said she said what was his name what, what do you say murray milton yeah and i said no it then it would be gunfight at the Oyve corral <laughs> so that was that that's was what, that was made up at the at the moment but that's what got in there yeah and they they kept it um it was kind of a throwaway. as you know as you were writing this you were writing this for yourselves your your voices your voices are very much heard throughout this film um have you ever written for anyone else or have you thought about doing that because it's just it's incredible well we, uh, like i said mariette had written her one woman show and she played what eight different characters in it 11. But you wrote that for yourself i'm just asking if you thought about writing for other artists oh um We'd, we'd get more money, that's for sure. <laughs> no, we haven't thought about that. Uh, I wrote a play that ran nine months yeah, out here. Yeah, that was terrific. It's called Dying for Laughs. And but, that, I, but then you did another one. For, oh, yeah, In the Wings. In the Wings. So I've written two plays that were done out here. And that was, you know, obviously other characters. So mm -hmm. the answer is yes, but, yeah. And... We're now trying to put this senior softball movie from ten years ago. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get we're trying to get that done next. Well, I want to ask you. I pulled something from your website, and I'll read this. It says ageism, a tendency to regard older persons unworthy of attention or unsuitable for employment. Merriam-Webster was very wise. Uh, in this business, I mean, when I look at shows like Golden Girls, for example. Uh, that they had to fight to get it on the air, uh, mm -hmm. all of these shows. And then when these films come out, the audiences flock to see them. Absolutely. Uh, why do you feel that this is still an issue? It's, it seems to me as if this is the last taboo in Hollywood that we still are having trouble getting over. And do you, what do you think that will, that ever, will ever turn around? Boy, that's a tough question. I'll tell you this. We had a, uh, a screening here uh, a year ago, and it, it was on the bill with five short films. Oh, this is an interesting. And they showed the five short films first. And there was like 100, 150 people in the audience. And we're, we're excited because it's, gonna, it's in front of an audience. And, and, of course, a comedy needs an audience. What doesn't? And sex. 
Now you tell me. <laughs> anyway. Did I leave the room? <laughs> well, we'll leave the room. So, so when the five shorts were over, all these kids, kids who had made these shorts got up to leave because they're part of the, but the lights didn't go on. Nothing happened. And they got up to leave and the, our, the opening went on on our movie and they slowly sat down. Not only did they sit through the movie, but when it was over, they surrounded us. These are the, the kids, I mean, in their 20s and 30s. Amazing. Was it just the two of you or were there other members of the film there with you as well? No, there were other people. Yeah. But it was mostly us. I mean, <laughs> well, we couldn't get out of the theater. And we, we, they chased, finally chased us out. We went onto the sidewalk. They followed us. And this one gal said to me, this is so wonderful. I want my boyfriend to see this. And I said, whoa, 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 wait, we didn't make this movie for you or your boyfriend. We made this for people our age. And she said, well, you're wrong. Everybody can relate to this. That's right. That's right. And we were happy, of course. But really shocked. Yeah, shocked. And we told the distributor that. We told uh, everybody we could that. You know, it's it's wide open as far as who's going to like the film. So that was that was really amazing. Well, I want to ask you both. I mean, when you are lucky enough to be in this business a long time, uh, you both have experienced uh, the ups and downs of change in this business. And of course, you know, uh, thank God the SAG after strike is now over, and they just reached uh, their uh, contract agreements. Uh, over the course of your careers, uh, both plus and minus, uh, the things that have changed the most in the industry that you absolutely love about the business now and the things that you missed that were in place when you both started? Wow, good question. <clears throat> I'd like to know who writes his questions. Yeah. yeah. Then maybe we start <laughs> they all pop into my head. I don't rehearse anything. Well, you should. These well, are too tough. Thank you. For well, my quick answer is digital. I mean, it's made this po all this possible, and the fact we're talking to you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, has been absolutely amazing. I wish I understood it better, but that's been, you know. On, on the other hand, the downside of it is you don't get into meet casting directors anymore. You just and we used to love that. Yeah. I mean, because I also did. Me too. Me too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did uh, the two of you, I mean, uh, do you like the audition process? Oh, we loved it. We used to. Me I, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, 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 you get with the person. You make a connection. You really make a connection. And that was part of my strength. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, and you were so, for heaven's sake, yeah. forget it. Yeah. I mean, if people, the minute he walked in, people would laugh and he got the part. I I had to work harder. Days, <laughs> I mean, you've got casting directors. They'll send you like six, seven, eight pages. Mm -hmm. and they want you to memorize it, put it on film. And you have to realize that doing what we do here, the lighting is always not conducive. You've got all kinds of other issues that you need to deal with. And uh, to me, it's taken away 
the personal connection as you just absolutely. said absolutely 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 it's that that's been devastating you know we'll say it again it's been devastating oh absolutely it's been absolutely devastating and and um you know i try um you know, Mariette's the cameraman when I'm doing an audition. Which is such a mistake. Yes, oh. yes. And my last audition, I remember because, and again, it's on on digital and it's it's on Zoom or whatever. And I said, I said, you know, the guy, when we meet this guy, he's changing a light bulb in his theater. So I brought in the, a stepladder. And I stood on the stepladder and put a bulb in my mouth because you had to climb the stepladder. And I, I got I got most of my stuff by ad living, or making that connection, or both. Mm-hmm. So I start the scene with the bulb in my mouth. She's <laughs> laughing. We have to cut. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. And I climbed off the ladder after the scene was done, and I said, "You know what? I'm too old to be on a stepladder with a bulb in my mouth." <laughs> and that was, that was and yeah. he, he meant it i mean it yeah. was we were really tired of it and uh i was making enough kind of squeaking by making enough money for us to be able to kind of you know maybe relax a little bit gee you never told me that yeah i would and, have relaxed immediately <laughs> and uh uh, so we kind of slowed down, and then that's when we, that was when this thing began. Well, as I said earlier, one of my favorite scenes in the film, uh, uh, well, I love every scene that both of you are in, uh, but one of my favorite scenes is the audition scene. And I... I wanted to put that in. I really did. And because that, that's something that I knew about. You know, it it was really knew about it and i had i knew i had friends that would come and say sure you got it because you can't you can't deny it that that was happening all the time um anyway go keep going no i was gonna say when i was a kid i had a great mentor um florence epps and uh this was in the days Florence florence epps and she taught me she says every time you step out in front of a camera or you step out on stage, you're carrying the mantle of every artist that's gone before you. Wow. So it behooves you to know who these artists are. And so if I don't know a name, if something pops up, I look it up. And there's no excuse nowadays uh, with Google and uh, everything easily at our fingertips uh, that people don't know. Um, is there a particular moment with either of you that uh, you will share with us about that experience? From which side? Uh, from going into an audition and them having absolutely no clue as to who you are. Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. That happened all the time. Um, well, I can understand it with you, but with me. What do you I, mean? No, I mean, people know who you are. That's why the scene is in there with, with Jack McGee, who says, oh, I know you. You're Marianne Hartley. You're terrific. That's why that, uh, Yeah. So I don't know, you know, with you, when they don't know you, it's like, oh boy, right? Yeah. How could they not? Well, they well, thank you. 
Thank you, first of all, because we wear name tags around the house. You see. <laughs> It, it's so interesting because you know, and you know, and I'll bring it up. I'm sure it's brought up at every odd uh, interview that you do. Uh, but the Polaroid commercials, uh, how many did you do all together? Because 75. 75 of them. 175. 175. <laughs> but who's counting? Yeah, how much was it? Who's counting? Doing those commercials at that time, and uh, of course, everyone thought that you and James Garner were married, which of course is. Not true. Um, but when those commercials were there, I, you know, Leslie Ann Warren is a, a friend of mine. I'm going to drop a name. And and I talked to her when I first met her and interviewed her. We were talking about Cinderella, which yeah. was shown every year for 10 years. Wow. And here she was, this 18-year-old wow. young girl playing this role that was shown year after year after year. And it was so ingrained in people's minds that this is who she was and she was trying to grow up in the industry and she was trying to do more adult sophisticated roles. Uh, not that Cinderella is not adult and sophisticated, uh, but I asked her, you know, what that was like working against that image that was constantly there and was, I mean, you were doing all these commercials. Was that an asset or detriment at that time in your career when it came to getting other jobs? Well, there were times when it was difficult, but um, when, when the Polaroid commercials really, really came out, really when people really got that, that they were, <clears throat> that they were alive and well and were living, you know, we're going to, going to continue living, uh, it became, a, a very important part of my life. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, my whole life kind of, the, the the funny part of my life really kind of started with that. And, and that my daughter was, was born during, uh, I can't remember which, which, which decade, but it was, uh, Anyway, and it, and I and I did something around that. Jimmy had gone; he go, had gone into his trailer, and I was determined to well, create something around his coming back and being surprised by something. So I had somebody in the art community on the. On the, uh, on the the the, uh, the set, do this wonderful um, T-shirt that says "No, I am not James Garner's baby," and I was going to put that on Jimmy's uh, right right on his door, right by his doorstep, and that hopefully he would then you know fall over it. It didn't time out right, but it was okay and. I, she wore that little T-shirt around for a long time, and that was so much fun. Um, and that continued, and it continued. I, I guess what for how how many years is that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. But it was on for a while. I, yeah, and well, I yeah. But uh, you know, I, I could go on forever with both of you. I feel Please like. Too. 
Please I feel do. like I'm sitting with two old friends that I'd like to uh, spend several days with, but I want to be respectful of your time and I want to be respectful of everyone's time that showed up. Uh, but I do want to let everyone know that the film is going to be everywhere on the 8th of December. Yes. Uh, and you already have garnered all these awards uh, through the film festivals and everything. So congratulations. I'm going to give both of you a chance, and you can decide who will go first, um, to have the final word today. It could be about anything that we talked about today that you want to build upon, anything that we didn't talk about that you wish we had, or just any final message that you want to leave everyone with. I will give my final word, and then I'm going to leave the screen and turn it over completely to both of you. Well, that's that's how it gets rid of, rid of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you say goodbye, the final credits, uh, I will end the show. So, uh, but I, I, um, as I said at the beginning of the show, my show is all about celebrating, and we need to celebrate uh, these days. There's so much distress yeah. going on in the world right now, and your film is such uh, a breath of fresh air. And I just, uh, I, I want to see the sequel and uh, a series and uh, books and everything coming out of this. Uh, I wish it a huge success uh, wow. because it's so much fun. Um, I end all of my shows by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Uh, uh, that's, the the that's the trick. Yes. The trick is and not expecting anything in return. And that means about Christmas and about, you know, when you give things out. We do have a tendency to expect something back. That's right. That's when you get tri tricked up. You really do. I absolutely agree with you. And I gave up, you know, years ago. I, I don't give out gifts anymore. What I do is I take friends to a dinner or a okay. show. And, that, and it's just the human connection. And that's what your film is all about as well. Yes. Uh, but, you know, I have a dear friend and he says, we're all in the same storm, but we're in different size boats. And I always say, I don't care what size boat you're on, as long as you have a skipper by your side. And with wow. that, I'm going to leave the screen and it's yours. And uh, can we do this again sometime? Oh, oh we love it. I would please, love that. Thank how, you so do your, how do we get? I get got it. I go. got it. Okay, good, good. You'll stay in touch. Thank you. And it's all yours. And uh, you. when you say goodbye, I will end the show. Thank you. Bless your heart. Wow. Wow. Where did he come from? He's like a magic person. Yes, he is. Wow. Well, I'll go first so you can think. <laughs> um, okay. I'm trying to end this. Um, the one thing I'm really left with about doing, you know, creating the film and producing it, doing it, is you know you, you always hear on the award shows um oh i want to thank them. it was a co collaborative effort and boy oh boy is it ever is it ever ever and anyone who touched this or helped us including the, the grips and, and and the cameraman and the, uh, the the makeup and hair and everybody just did what they 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 did they did what they yeah, yeah. they were wonderful and a collaborative effort, it doesn't begin to, you know, we, you know, people know about the director and the people who are in it, but boy, oh boy, the people who gave their talent and uh, in some cases their genius and just, just gave it to us. 
for for such little money uh that really has stuck with me how how wonderful that was you got anything hartley no certainly that and i'm absolutely stunned at the reaction to this oh, film that too uh we wrote it from the gut we wrote it from from our hearts and it was interesting because <clears throat> Jerry's a terrific writer. <clears throat> but I found myself saying to him, <clears throat> I think we have to go deeper. I really do. <clears throat> Not as a, a criticism, but as a life learning process. And sharing our depth with people would mean more than not doing it as deeply. And yeah, I think it really surprised both of us. Um, I was absolutely stunned by some of the stuff that, that came out of working that way to give, together. And the, the reaction to the film has absolutely stunned us both. I mean, we completely didn't expect that. We just did it because we had something to do. We wanted to do something. We wanted to kind of toss love out in the world and and the things that we had learned from our lives. And uh, it just gradually started coming out the way we may not have expected to, but it just started to come out. The way we wanted it to. The way you wanted it to. I said, don't go deep. Well, anyway, you were right. But there's a first time for everything. <laughs> anyway, we thank you all for watching it and being as gracious, graceful, gracious as you have been with us. And it starts streaming on the 8th, on, on this Friday, it's streaming on the... Uh, Amazon and Roku and oh. there's a whole list, yeah. So stream away if you can't make it to the theater. Yeah. Bless your hearts, all of you. Thank you. That was good. <laughs>